1: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Yesterday we went through the most improved players from each club, in my opinion, from the non-New South Wales teams. So if you'd like to go and have a listen to that, that is part one that dropped yesterday. So it's a few podcasts ago. go. back and have a listen to that one. It is an absolute cracker. This morning we have got part two and we're going through all of the New South Wales teams. So I think it's like 10 or 11 teams or something like that. So plenty to get stuck into. Uh, Let's kick off with the Sydney Rooster. So, the Chooks have obviously had a pretty disappointing season. As far as their most improved player for 2023, though, for me, I think it probably has to be Nat Butcher. Uh, for a long time, and I'm still. Uh, I'm, I still think there's a good chance it could play out this way. But I, I always thought that Egan Butcher would definitely be the better Butcher out of the two. Mate, the way that Nat has played this year has been incredible. I know that James Sedesco, he's had a stranglehold on that Jack Gibson medal for the last five years years or something ridiculous like that, but I think this year it has to be Nat Butcher. He has been tremendous. A guy that I genuinely think over the next few years could quickly uh, become an origin bolter one year, Nat Butcher. A very, very talented guy. I still don't know if he's a middle or an edge, to be honest with you. I think he can play both at a pretty high click and I think he will throughout his career. So I hope that he does work out which spot is best for him and that Robbo works it out. Maybe Robbo has decided that the edge is his best spot because there has been a number of times that I thought, oh, he might get shifted back in here and he hasn't. So fingers crossed that is where Nat Butcher stays because I think he has been tremendous this year for the Sydney Roosters. He hasn't like, I mean, he, ha- he has jumped out of the ground a little bit. He started to show this sort of stuff at the back end of last year but his consistency this year is what has improved out of sight for me. He's been very impressive, Nat Butcher. The other one, maybe it's not fair. I don't know. He was already, you know, a state of origin player last year and whatnot. But Lindsay Collins, I still feel like he has gone to another level this year. I heard Mason Scope on Instagram the other day talking about how he put his hand up on the weekend and said, hey, I know JWH is the guy here, but I can go at that pace as well and I'm ready to lead this side. And I think his maturity is the big thing that has stepped up this year. And I think Billy Slater has been fantastic for him as well. It's those plays to me that Lindsay Collins makes that... It's those plays that front rowers shouldn't even be there for. It's the chase downs on the sideline. It's the, you know, support play in random spots. You know, obviously the State of Origin 1 was a big highlight coming down with that bomb to find Cam Munster. Just incredible stuff. But there's just been little plays of the Roosters the entire season where, you know, there's a, there's a winger about to score in the corner. They're trying to get the ball down and they can't because someone's under him and it's fucking Lindsay Collins. And you just say, how on earth is he there? There was a moment a few weeks ago where there was a chip over the top uh, and it was Lindsay Collins who was there close to the ball. He didn't get the ball, but he was the closest one there. And you just constantly, it's sort of like paying arse. You go, hold on, what is he doing there? Why is he there in those moments? And then you cast your mind back to the comments that Billy Slater made about Lindsay Collins. He's a guy that never stops moving, and that's so important in our game. And I think Lindsay Collins is a very, very good example of that at the moment. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, now the Bunnies was a tough one. Because the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they were, like, I think people forget, they were leading the comp in round 11, yeah. They were on fire to start this season, just about untouchable, and it has sort of all fallen a shit over the last six or seven weeks, if not a little bit more. And to be honest with you, it's hard to find their most improved player. It is really tough. The guy that I would nominate, though, uh, across the entire season, I think it has to be Isaiah Tass, the left centre. I think he has been fantastic throughout the season. There has even been conversations with a lot of people, and a lot of people that I respect their opinion as well, to move... Jack White into the second row, simply because Isaiah Tass is going so well, and I completely get that, completely understand it. So Isaiah Tass, he's probably my guy from South Sydney. I don't, I think like the rest of the team, he's dropped off a little bit in the last six weeks or so, uh, but I think he'd be my guy. I think the other ones, Tertola and Harm Saleh, I think Harm Saleh in particular, he's gone to a new level this year as well, uh, but it has just been hard over the last 10 weeks to sort of appreciate uh, the direction the South Sydney Rabbitohs are going in and how players are improving and whatnot, because they really... I don't know, something strange has happened there at South Sydney. Obviously, they're, they're losing games now, so it's all coming out in the media and every, all the secrets are being revealed and everything, as always is the case when you start to lose games of football. Uh, but, yeah, as far as most improved, I don't know, South Sydney is a tough one. If it, I'm sure there will be a heap of Bunnies fans out there listening to this one. If you've got someone or you think I've slept on someone, please let me know. But I think, for me, Isaiah Tass would definitely be my pick there. Uh, the Cronulla Sharks. Interesting side the Sharky South Sydney was hard to pick because it felt like no one had really moved forward this year. Cronulla, I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like a lot of these guys probably set such a high bar for themselves last year. Mulatalo, Katoa, Ramian, Talakai, uh, you know, all, all these guys just set a really high bar for themselves last night. So like last year, so it sort of feels like they've all stayed the same. Which I don't I don't know. It makes it sound like I'm saying it's a negative. I but 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 I I just think that the the gap between you know where they might have been last year to where they are now probably isn't massive, but that's because they all made such big gains last year. So picking a most improved for Cronulla is hard for me. I think Teague Wilton was good this year, but I also don't think Teague Wilton was fantastic. He did have a lot of defensive issues uh, throughout the season. Um, I probably think Blake Braley is the one I would go for. I think he's been very very good for the Sharkies this year, but as I've always said about Blake Braley, he just gets slightly better every single year, which is exactly what you want your footballers to do. He is just improving year on year on year. Uh, so I guess he'd probably be my most improved, but it's not like he made a big jump from this from last year to this year. If you look at a big jump over the last four years, 100%, but he just has progressively got better, which is how you want you guys to develop. The other one I'd probably throw up there, and we didn't really see much of him last year, but I think as the season gone has gone on, he's got better and better and more important. Is Tommy Hazelden. I think people forget that This is a side that, you know, they've obviously gone without Dale Finucane for a lot of the year, but they also lost Andrew Fafita, their most experienced player. Uh, They they were, were without Wade Graham for a period of time this year as well. So lacking a lot of experience. I think Tommy Hazleton... He's a guy that's come into this side and handled the challenges really well and actually brings a little bit of X-Factor, a very different body shape, which I talk about a lot on this podcast. I think he's been fantastic for the Sharkies. All right, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, Look, it hasn't been a fantastic year for Saints. Uh, There's no sugarcoating that. It's been a pretty shit year, to be honest with you. They're down the bottom of the ladder. They had the Ben Hunt saga. There's been dramas left, right, and center. Uh, You know, Coaches sacked. Uh, They've lost sponsors. It's just been a shit fight for the Dragons. So it is hard to find guys that have really improved. I think Jacob Little's done well this year when he's come in. Um, But there's probably three guys that stand out to me. One of them is across the entire year, Blake Laurie. I feel like he has finally hit that level that I think a lot of us thought he could. He's been tremendous here, Blake Laurie. He'd be my pick. As far as the back end of the season goes, the two guys that have stood out for me have been the two edges. You've obviously got birds. He scored two tries on the weekend. A good reward for a long time of good form in first grade. Uh, well, when I say a long time, the, the the last six or seven weeks or whatever it might be, uh, and then Dan Russell as well, who I really like, I, I give him a shout out on Bloke in a Bay every week because I think they're two guys that they're never going to be superstars, but they're not telling you they're superstars. They're toilers that will do a, a job for you week in, week out, uh, and I think there's definitely a place for them in first grade moving forward. So they'd probably be my two from the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Burns and Russell, uh, but then my main one as far as the entire season goes would definitely be Blake. Laurie. There is no doubt whatsoever that he has taken his game to a brand new level this year, and it is fantastic to see. Uh, similar to the Dragons, who had a really struggling season, the Tigers, you could say it was even worse. Um, at least the Dragons, you know, their squad hadn't changed them last year. There wasn't much expectation. The Tigers, there was a heap of expectation that they would improve, and you could argue they got worse this year, unfortunately. They went from, you know, 16th to 17th, unfortunately. Uh, for the Tigers, though, the guys I would pick, obviously the fullback buller, he has been fantastic. We only got got to see him, I want to say in about round eight, round nine or something this year, round that mark. My maths could be completely off there, uh, but we only got to meet him for the first time then, and he's been tremendous ever since. I would say he's been probably their most important player, probably in half their games, I think it would be fair to say, since his debut, so Buller, he is definitely... The most improved just because of how he's developed game on game on game on game and some of the plays he's come up with. I think there was a try that he scored in – when I was down in Canberra, I remember watching it. I don't remember who they played that night. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, was it the Raiders? mate? No, actually, sorry. I don't remember who they played. But the individual try that he scored that night was fucking tremendous. He's done some very impressive things, Buller. The other one I would say who has improved is Fanua Bolai. I think he's been tremendous. He obviously debuted last year. I really like him. I remember listening to Jackson Hastings when he was at the Tigers last year talk about this kid and how talented he is and how much upside he's got. And I think you're finally starting to see a little bit of it in first grade. I think he has taken on a bit more, not, not so much a leadership role, but I just think he's become a more and more important part of this squad for Bole. So he's the one that I'd like to give a shout-out to. The other one that I like is Asuka Pola. I just don't think the Tigers have worked out how to utilise him properly yet, and I really hope they work out how. Dane Laurie's obviously been tremendous towards the back end of this season season. season, but I mean, I think everyone knew Dane Laurie had this footy in him, except for potentially people at the fucking West Tigers, I'm not quite sure why it took so long to get him into this side, he'll go to the Penrith Panthers, he'll play reserve grade, and then when someone gets injured at the Penrith Panthers, he will take their spot, and they probably won't be able to get it back, because he's an absolute gun, alright, let's look at the Parramatta Eels, obviously their season, a little bit different to the last two sides, but... You might even say Parramatta's more disappointed, really. So, going from a grand final to missing the top eight, a huge kick in the dick. They would be beside themselves this year. Um, Obviously, my boy, Jermaine Hopgood's the first one that comes to mind, probably when you're talking most improved. And yes, he has improved. There's no doubt about that. But... I was always very confident that he had this sort of footy in him. Uh, He's an offloading king. He's a great defensive player. And he's just got a lot of ticker about him, Jermaine Hopgood. He's always had this in him. He's just been stuck behind Isaiah Yeo and a couple of great forwards at the Penrith Panthers. So Hopgood, I can understand if you give it to him. But to be honest with you, this has always been him. He just needed an opportunity to show what he could do. The two guys, though, that I think proper went to a new level this year, The first one was Bryce Cartwright. Um, You know, a guy that we just knew for fancy plays, missed tackles, and seemingly not putting in much effort. The complete fucking opposite this year. In fact, he's kept some of the fancy stuff, but he backs it up with solid, solid defense, tough runs. It's like Bryce Cartwright has overnight realized, Jesus, I'm actually one of the biggest guys on this field, and I can muscle it with just about anyone. So Bryce Cartwright he'd be right up there for me. I will always have a soft spot for Bryce Cartwright. I will always back him in based on the potential that I know he has. Now that he's added this layer of toughness to his game, honestly, the sky's the limit for Bryce, and I really hope that more and more people not only appreciate what Bryce is doing, but appreciate where he's come from and the journey he's gone on to get to where he is because it has been tough. Was that the Panthers was going to be the new face of the Penrith Panthers? Like, if you would have gone back six years and said, hey, the Penrith Panthers are about to win, go to their fourth grand final in a row potentially, I would go fuck, okay. Bryce Cartwright must have turned into a superstar. Little did I know Bryce Cartwright left the Panthers four years ago, went to the Gold Coast Titans, couldn't get a spot in sometimes their 20, and then has ended up at the Parramatta Eels where he's now an edge back rower who is tough as nails. It is a fantastic story, and I think some sometimes people underappreciate what Bryce has been through. Will Pensini is my other one. Strike right, centre. I I've said it a number of times that the Parramatta Eels lost Michael Jennings. And no one talks about it because Will Pensini came in and filled that spot. The other centre spot has been a complete and utter nightmare. They're still trying to work out how the hell to fill that void. But Will Pensini has solved a major problem. It's really tough to fill one you know, centre or winger spot. Trying to fill two is mission impossible. So Will Pensini's done a tremendous job. And I think we all look at Sue Ali and go, oh, he's so young, so raw. Just give him time. Mate, Will Pensini's the same age. And some of the stuff he's doing is simply incredible. So he is a lot younger than what we think he is. I think sometimes we forget that him and Sualee are the same age. He is very young and he's already achieved a lot in our game and he's going to achieve a lot more. Uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Good God, this has been a tough year. Similar to the West Tigers, uh, they had so many new guys come in, so many new faces, so much potential and just hasn't quite played out. I would say this, that the Tigers I think have been more disappointing because they haven't had the injuries that the Canary Bulldogs have had. So the Bulldogs do have that... I don't know if you want to call it an excuse or that reasoning to lean on a little bit for what has played out here, but in general, a very disappointing season for Canterbury. I personally think their most improved player, it has to be Jacob Preston coming from reserve grade last year. Uh, When you go back and look at the stats, Jacob Preston had a really good year last year. I watched him a couple of times and thought he's good, but I didn't think he was going to be as good as what he is. So for me, Jacob Preston is by far and away the most improved player at the Canterbury Bulldogs outside of him. I don't know. Uh, Matty Burton, I wouldn't say he's improved this year. Reid Marnie, I wouldn't say he's improved this year. Uh, Josh Adokar, you know, I wouldn't say he's gone to a brand new level. I just looked through their side. I'm just – I mean, Max King was really good last year. He was fantastic, and he started off really well, but he couldn't maintain that level throughout the season. So – Yeah, look, there's no one else that I can really circle from Canterbury and say, "Geez, they've improved this year. Um, And that's unfortunate, but I think that's the reality. If if I'm wrong or I've slept on anyone, please let me know. I think the Braden Burns has had his moment. Kiraz, I think centre is his spot. But I think Kiraz has done exactly what we thought he would, would do at the start of the year, realistically. So I probably can't put him in the most improved category for me. It is probably Jacob Preston and then I'm really not sure who else unfortunately Canter- Canterbury fans once again let me know if I've missed anyone or if I've slept on anyone I would let you guys would know your team better than what I do so I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, the manly seagulls similar with the similar with some of these other sides I looked at the seagulls and I went Fuck, you know has anyone really jumped out of the earth this year probably not? And, you know, they're obviously built around Turbo, DCE, and Jake, and all those guys when they've been on the field have been fantastic this year. Uh, but, you know, Cola did more of the same, Oluquatu did more of the same, Saab did more of the same. I mean, Garrick moved to fullback and he was fantastic, but he did that last year when you, Garrick, was going to be bloody good at fullback. So I'm just, I, I, I'm not quite sure who to pick from Manly, and then it came to me, and obviously he hasn't played in a few weeks because he's been injured, but Taniela Paseka, I think he has had the best season of his career by far and away this year, and I think that sometimes he's sort of slept on a little bit. I think people just think, oh, you know, biggest guy on the field but he never seems to have too much impact. He plays limited minutes, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. If you actually go and have a look at his numbers from this year, they are very very impressive. Um, you have a look at, he played 18 games this year. Didn't score any tries but he had 33 tackle breaks, um, 18 offloads. He was tackling at 92%. He was averaging 140 metres per game. It's his minutes that I really like though. Towards the back end of the season until he got injured, he was playing minimum 50 minutes week in, week out, sometimes pushing that up to 60-odd minutes, which is a fantastic knock for Paseca this year. So he would be my guy, and I think you can really see a difference in the Manly Seagulls since he has got injured through the middle. They've had to get a little bit more creative because they're not getting as much momentum without him. He has been a huge loss. So Taniel Paseca, shout out to him. I think he really has improved this year, and he would be my pick from the Manly Seagulls. What about the Newcastle Knights? It's the boys from up the highway, obviously, it looks like they're going to play finals footy this year. Super, super exciting. Obviously, KP's been a star. You could say KP's most improved from where he started the season at 5-8 to now where he's finished it, Arguably you know, the most impressive guy in the comp right now, uh, which is a fair shout, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I've got my eye on someone else, and it has to be Phoenix Crossland. My God. When Jaden Brayley went down, I thought, okay, put the red Sharpie through Newcastle. Four weeks after Jaden Braley went down, and when I watched Phoenix Crossland play hooker, I thought, fuck me, put two red Sharpies through Newcastle. He isn't up to this job. And just week on week, after that first month, he got better and better and better and better. And honestly... He's been one of the most informed hookers in the comp this year. Over the last six, seven weeks especially, Phoenix Crossland has been incredible. He has been unreal. To the point, the other day when Jackson went off the field, they actually moved Phoenix to halfback briefly, and everything went to shit. They lost all their direction. They had to move Phoenix back into hooker to get it all sorted again. So Phoenix Crossland, he would by far and away be my guy from the Newcastle Knights. Another one that I think is worth mentioning is Greg Marshew a guy that obviously arrived down from the Gold Coast times with a heap of question marks about him. Obviously, we knew he could run hard and all that sort of shit, but I personally think he has gone to a new level with that. He is into Brian toto esque sort of numbers in attack. And I think defensively, he has been better than what people give him credit for. I think people have this idea about Greg Marci that he just can't defend. He never makes the right decision. And sometimes when you get labelled with that, Sometimes it just sticks with people. like Some people still tell me Daniel Tooper's got too many errors in his game, and I'm just like, fuck. you Actually, you haven't watched football in the last eight years. Watch Greg Marzio, watch how he defends. I personally think he has improved quite a bit as the season's gone on. So he's another one that I would throw up there from the Newcastle Knights. But I think for me, it has to be Phoenix Crossland, without a doubt. Another one that I would actually probably have slightly ahead of Marshu, but I'd still have him below Phoenix, is Leo Thompson. He's been great for them this year. Obviously, they got the Saifides up there. They lost David Klemmer. Someone had to step up. And if you made me pick the Newcastle Knights' best middle forward this year, personally, I would give it to Leo Thompson. I think he's been tremendous. From the trials to today, he has been brilliant all the way along. So shout out to Leo Thompson. He's been great. Last team. And we left them to last on purpose, the Penrith Panthers. It feels like we're talking about them every week, complimenting them every week. So we thought we'd leave them to very last to talk about them, the Penrith Panthers. Now... The first guy that comes to mind for me, he's played a range of positions this year, but he's been tremendous in all those games, Tyrone Peachy. When you think about where he came from at the Gold Coast Titans, unwanted, West Tigers, unwanted, arrives at the Penrith Panthers this year, and he has just absolutely brained it. He's getting through a lot of work. Could he pass the ball more? Fucking oath he could. No doubt about that whatsoever. But I think in general, Tyrone Peachy has made huge improvements this year. He's been very impressive. The other guy I want to shout out, who probably takes the top spot to be fair, is Scotty Sorensen. Last year, I looked at him and went, oh, he's the best interchange player in the game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This year, he's been one of the best edge players in the game. For him to move to a starting spot for 80 minutes, and it sort of happened pretty suddenly. This wasn't in the plans at the start of the season. Remember, it was all about Luke Garner. Then it was all about Zach Hosking. Then Liam Martin was injured. And then all of a sudden, Scott Sorensen landed out there for a week or two, and I think Ivan sort of went, fuck. Maybe this guy should just stay there. Maybe he's the answer and it's been sitting in front of me the entire time. So Scotty Sorensen, I think he has been brilliant this year. I think he's been one of the more informed back rowers in the competition, but because he's at Penrith, we probably don't talk about him enough. So shout out to Scotty Sorensen. He has been fantastic. He's my most improved from the Penrith Panthers. Another one that I also think has been fantastic um, is, and I always get him confused because he looks exactly like Zach Hosking, and I always forget his name. He's the one player in the comp that i at times he just completely slips my mind the front row coming off the bench lindsey smith apologies to lindsey smith i did that last week with his name as well but lindsey smith coming off the bench he has been unreal for the eels he has really filled a spot that they needed especially especially when spencer lean was out i thought you know what lindsey smith will come in he'll do a job then will come back then he'll fade into the background no way he has proven to Ivan Cleary that they, if they are going to win a premiership this year, he needs to be in that side somewhere, Lindsay Smith. And I think the emergence of Lindsay Smith has allowed them to, to play Scotty Sorensen in the middle. He has been tremendous. So another one I want to shout out there. Apologies for forgetting your name for the third time this week, Lindsay Smith, but you have been fucking unreal this season. All right, guys, they are our most improved players from all of the New South Wales clubs. As I said off the top, if you want to have a listen to the non-New South Wales clubs and their most improved players, it dropped on the potty yesterday. So go back and have a listen. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts.